I'm Sam Kunjiman, along with Bidju Daniel and Pastor Tinku Thompson. Our topic today is prayer life of Christians, and um, we're going to dive into some questions here. And Pastor, thanks again for joining us today uh, to go over these. And I'll go into the first question here. So what is prayer, and why do we need to pray? It's a lot of. It's a big question. A lot yeah. Of people have asked, so. Yeah. First of all, I I would I would start uh, by saying that this is a tough subject to talk about. Why it's a tough subject? Because um, when we get to some of the specifics, it gets difficult. In the outside, it's not uh, that difficult. Sure. Um, but I will try to you know. Um, differentiate why it's difficult at times as we go through the show. But the, the first question is pretty, uh, it's an easy answer. So what is prayer? Prayer is fundamentally communicating with God. Um, you are praying, right? You are uh, asking God, you are speaking to God. It's a communication. And that word I use, communication, is important because uh, there can be two types of prayer. There are many types of prayer, but in my in order to make it simple, I will say there are two types. One is a monologue and second is a dialogue. And everyone understands what's the difference between a monologue and a dialogue. Monologue is when one person is just talking and dialogue is where two people are discussing and they're talking back and forth. So when I say I think a real uh, Christian prayer should be a dialogue where you not only speak to God but you also listen from God. Both ways, yeah. Yes, and, but unfortunately a lot of times um, many people only have a monologue uh, prayer. That doesn't mean that monologue type of prayer is wrong. What I mean to say is it should not stop there. It should not be like you are presenting your grocery list to God and then you, know, you walk away. It should be uh, more about your relationship. And I think as, as in this episode we'll get more deep. But at the, as, you, as you asked, uh, it's, 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 it's communicating with God. And the second I think you asked, why do we need to pray, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. because uh, it's, 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 it's uh, for many reasons you need to pray. Number one, uh, Bible tells us to pray. Right. Um, commands us to pray. Number two, it's, uh, you know, it's like a breath for a Christian. Uh, and, you know, I, at this point I will just stop by saying that uh, you know, Bible actually encourages, uh, teaches, and tells us to pray. Sure. Yeah, Pastor. So, <clears throat> thanks for that. So, my next question, which we are planning to talk here, is how important is prayer in a Christian's life, and uh, what does a prayer life mean to a Christian? Yes, as I was telling um, earlier, prayer life is very important. Um, a Christian will die spiritually if they don't pray. Um, you can become a traditional Christian very soon if you don't pray. Um, it's like an oxygen is needed for us to survive. Prayer is very important because prayer is that one spiritual discipline through which you actually communicate to God. So it's, it's very important. Now you have to understand one thing. We all need to keep one thing in our mind that we don't pray to change God. God is, you know, as the Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, God is not going to change. His, his attribute is unchanged. You know, we are yeah. not going to pray and change God, right? right. But one of the things which happens, uh, one of the things which happens in prayer is prayer will change us. That's why that uh, having the communication and listening from God is important because a lot of times when we pray, God will speak to us 
and that can change our life transform our thinking and change the way we view things uh, god can give a burden into our life so that is very important for us to uh, keep in mind now as you you ask what does a prayer life mean to christian as i said it, it's it's a, it's very important but i also want to tell you that there are many aspects of prayer and uh, in matthew chapter 6 you actually see that uh, you know when jesus spoke about prayer he said something like this when you pray i'm reading from verse 6 actually from matthew chapter 6 when you pray do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by others uh, truly i tell you they have received the reward in full but when you pray go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you and when you pray do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him now this then is how you should pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we are also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one so now this is called as a model prayer i will just uh, focus a little bit on that model prayer when you see it start with a uh, worship what it says is our father in heaven. heaven and hallowed be your name and then it is talking about or saying your kingdom come your will be done right a lot of times our prayer starts with lord i need this i need that i need that but here jesus model is you know the first part is all about god lord let your name be glorified or you know it, it is all about your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven then it goes to a prayer which says give us today our daily bread so it's, it's a prayer for your needs right that's only one word over one statement that give us today our daily bread so we saw uh, a worship we saw presenting our supplication then it's asking forgiveness but on one condition that condition is that as we forgive others right. as we have forgiven lord forgive our and then there is a prayer which is very important a lot of times christians forget to pray is saying that lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one now this is about a protection of our spiritual life sustenance of our spiritual life because if we yield and fail in temptations then that will really uh, have a negative impact on our christian um, sure. uh, you know spiritual christian walk or in our spiritual life and then the the final thing is to deliver us from the evil one so this is this is so in this whole prayer if you see the need is just one statement that give us today our daily bread mm-hmm. it starts with the praise it asks for the need but then it's all about asking forgiveness it is asking about help to overcome temptation and or help to overcome the evil one so we need to really um, you know keep this frame in our mind as we pray that our prayer is not a grocery list but you know it's it's it has got the praise aspect it has got all these um, other things and help asking help from god to um, have victory in our christian life so so i would say that yes prayer life for a christian is very important and sincere prayer is very important and and i think uh, just follow up on what you said now 
I think a lot of Christians forget that your will be done part. They want, I want this, I want this, I want this. And they never really think, like go back and think, actually, what's God's will for my life? They just think, you know, I want this and God should give it versus yep. I want God's will to happen. They don't correlate that, right? Because yes. I see a lot. Yep, that's, that's absolutely right because, um, you know, Praying for God's will um, is, is, is difficult at times because a lot of times we have our own agenda right? and we go to God. And I'm not saying that we cannot ask God, but also we should be willing to accept His response. Because He knows what's best. Yes, He yeah. knows what's best for us. Awesome. Um, thanks for reiterating that. Uh, so next question is... Um, should a Christian only pray in the church? We, a lot of people think when they come to church, we'll pray, which is good. But should that be the only place? No, 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 no. no. Actually, um, Christianity, um, there are two aspects to it. One, it's a personal relationship with the Lord. And second, there's a community aspect, which is the church. Right. Um, no, church should not be the place. But at the same time, I will also say that church should be a place to pray. Church should be a place to pray. And you asked me the question, should church be the only place? But we also see a trend where a lot of people uh, come to church and they come as uh, spectators, um, not really participating in the prayer. Uh, but maybe we'll talk about that in another episode. But now, coming back to your question, no, there should be personal prayer. There should be family prayer. There should be prayer in different occasions, different circumstances. Um, and if you go back to the scripture portion we read he, earlier, Jesus actually was advocating for a prayer. And in verse 6 of Matthew chapter 6, what did it say? When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Right? So right. Jesus was telling about a, a personal private prayer. So a personal prayer is absolutely important because... You know, at the end of the day, uh, personal relationship with Jesus is important. Right. And, you know, the only way you can maintain a relationship, let's say two individuals never talk. Yep. Let, let's say they, they only talk in, in social settings, but they don't talk individually. The relationship can never be strong, you know, because they only know. Because we, we, we have friends, right, whom we only see, maybe some relatives whom we only see, we only talk and the family the function, get together. Or family yeah, get together yeah. function. Yeah. And then you have others who, with whom you talk on a daily basis or, you know, personal level. Right. So there is a big difference between um, how you relate to these two, you know, different uh, sets of people. Yep. So it's, it's the same way if you just uh, come to church and uh, your relationship is based on that. Mm -hmm. um, that's not going to be very healthy. Um, so you need to have uh, a personal prayer and family prayer is also important. Right, absolutely. Yeah. One one more thing that I just want to ask on that. So you said like we can have a family prayer, personal prayer, <clears throat> prayer in the church, but can we also have prayers when we are traveling or when we are driving? Or Yeah, actually, um, this is a little bit of a controversial, Not I should not say controversial, this is a little bit of, people have different views on it, but I, I personally pray a lot when I'm driving. Um, I, I find it absolutely fine. A lot of people, I should not say a lot of people, I have seen people who oppose it saying that you cannot close your eyes. Uh, but if you really think, um, see, why do we close our eyes? It's to avoid distraction, right? Um, so closing our eyes and praying is good. But then, you know, there is no harm in prayer. I, I remember 
long time ago when I was uh, driving my car and I was going with somebody on a long drive, um, I just asked this person because we were talking about uh, some things. I asked this person, okay, should we just spend some time in prayer? And um, he's a very spiritual, very mature person. He said, how can we pray in the car? For prayer, we need uh, to separate out the time and sit in isolation and, you know, pray. Because this person's view about prayer was, you know, all about uh, thing. And so he did not think that we could actually pray when I'm driving my car. But I, I personally think that uh, it's fine as long as... Your heart is in sync with God. But I will also say one more thing. Our personal prayer should not just be just be the prayer which we do on the car. Yep. Right? So as long as that is um, added to our personal prayer, I think it's fine. Yeah, but that that's true. But in a desperate situation wherein you don't... You just come into a situation wherein you receive a phone call when you're driving and you just go into a prayer and that's when many times I have also in my life experienced that God had worked and good to know your view also. Yep. So the next one, a uh, question which we have is, how many times or how long should a Christian pray? <laughs> that's a very tough one. Um, Bible has some examples. Um, I, I don't think I can prescribe or I can say that it should be this many times and this many, you know, this many hours or minutes. But I, I will give you some, some, uh, some examples. So when you read Daniel chapter 6, you know, Daniel is a favorite character uh, from the Bible uh, of many people. And a lot of people um, know the story about Daniel uh, in the lion's den. Right. Yeah. And, uh, from little kids. From yeah, when you were yeah, little, yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, why did Daniel end up in the in in lion's den? Um, you know. So one of the reason, or not one of the reason, the primary reason is he prayed, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so what happens is it says in verse ten. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been pu published, he went home to his upstairs room where the window opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So when you look at the prayer life of Daniel, Bible is very clear that he prayed three times a day, and he knelt on his knees and prayed. So there was a posture in his prayer. Uh, it was not like uh, he was on his couch and praying, even though sitting on a couch and praying is not a sin. It's not like he was lying on his bed and pray, even though lying on your bed and, you know, when you're trying to lay in, uh, you know, that is not wrong in itself. But when you look at Daniel, he prayed. Then there are some verses in, uh, you know, the Psalms, which says, three times a day I will praise you. And, you know, there are, there are things like that. Um, so if you really ask, uh, you know, that was more from a Jewish um, background, that thing comes and uh, three times, so it's not bad to pray, but you can pray five times also, you can pray ten times also. Uh, so there is, uh, there is no specific times, but in, in our current um, scenario, I think at least two times is must, at least, like morning and evening, because a lot of people go to workplace, and some people have the liberty to take the break in the middle, and you know, they, make it, they can pray a little bit. Um, but at least I think that much is needed. Now, 
Let's get to the second aspect, how long. That's a real issue. Um, the reason is, um, it, you know, it's very difficult for people to pray unless they enjoy uh, the power of prayer or, you know, that, that, that close relationship with God. It's, 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 it's as simple as this, I will tell you. A lot of people struggle in prayer. Um, and uh, let's say you decide to pray for one hour. And you sit down and uh, sometimes if your heart is not there, uh, two minutes you'll feel like it's uh, 45 minutes. And five minutes you'll feel like one hour you look at the clock and you realize that it's only five minutes now, right? So why? Because it's, it's a challenge. Uh, it's, it's a struggle. Um, it's like if you are not very familiar with somebody, if you're not very comfortable with somebody, you will, you will struggle to strike conversation with that person and right. have a communication. But... On the other side, if, if you are a very good uh, friend with somebody, you will not know how much time you have really spent. You talk 30 minutes and you think it's 5 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Sometimes you see people talking for like uh, hours together and they don't realize, you know. Right. This, this happens when people are actually engaged for, or they are before their marriage, you know. The boy and the girl, <laughs> they, they, they may spend like 4 or 5 hours talking and they don't realize and, you know. Uh, but you understood what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, when you look at, um, you know, I, I also want to share, like, there are uh, pastors and people who say a Christian should pray at least one hour a day. You know, you might have heard uh, about Pastor Paul Yongichu in Korea, the yeah. biggest church in the world. Um, I think he says that we should be praying uh, three hours a day. And there are people um, who won't uh, do anything unless they pray. So that varies, right? Uh, but I think uh, what is more important is you should have a healthy prayer life. Sure. Um, and uh, that should be sincere. Uh, and I, I, I will just say that um, regarding the length is, um, it should be significant enough. Right. Uh, but I will, I will let um, the listeners uh, think about it. And, and there should be improvement happening in your prayer life. If it's degrading, if the time is going down, that shows a backsliding tendency. Uh, but if your prayer life should be consistent and it should be going up, that's what uh, is uh, we can understand from the Bible. And Jesus spent a lot of time, it says, the whole night he spent in prayer. Yep. Um, so we, we see some examples in the Bible about that too. Sure. Thanks, Pastor. Um, going on to our next question. Um, can a Christian pray for non-Christians, do you think? Is that effective or is it non-effective? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, why I say that is because, you know, Jesus never differentiated uh, while he was doing the ministry between Christians and non-Christians, right? When a multitude came and when he had them sit down and he was giving them uh, food, he did not say, okay, how many of you are going to really live for me? You'll get food and the rest of you can go. When he was healing the sick, he was touching the sick, you know. He really, and a lot of people whom he healed and um, whom he reached out or touched, um, they, they were not following him later, right? Um, now, coming back to prayer, yes, uh, Bible actually says that you should pray for people who are in authority, who are rulers. They may not be Christians. We can pray. And then we can also, we need to also pray for um, the people who don't know Jesus to know Jesus, so absolutely, uh, you should pray for non-Christians. Uh, you can pray for your friends um, who may not know Jesus, and you can pray for your family members who may not know Jesus. 
And that can be effective, absolutely. And God can change circumstances, situations. And um, I, I, I think that you should not shy away from praying for um, others. I, 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 you know, actually, you should be praying for others, outside, you know, people who don't know Jesus. Sure. Thanks, Pastor. So the next one, next question which I have is, uh, like, should a pastor of the church be committed to pray for all the believers? And uh, if yes, then how can PC pastors manage that? Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. Uh, a pastor, a leader, I, I would not restrict it to a pastor itself. I would say any leader, right? Uh, it could be anyone. So, you know, there is some. There are some quotes I want to just bring it up. You know, somebody said, uh, "When you preach, the devil laughs. When you are on your knees, the devil shivers." Right? Um, what you mean by is prayer is way more effective uh, than anything else. So, yes, absolutely, uh, there should be praying for the believers and the mem people. And another thing is. Um, it says that, um, I think it was Ravenhill who said, uh, if you are not praying, you are fooling around, right? So prayer is absolutely important. Now, coming back to the busyness aspect, I want to tie it by saying that uh, one of the advantages of being in a church community uh, is the prayer support, which a lot of people don't understand. So a lot of times people think, okay, why am I part of a church? What, what am I getting out of the church? Right? Because we live in a consumer mentality culture right. where everybody is thinking, what am I getting out of it? What is my advantage to it? And all right. those things, right? Um, so I, w I would say one of the advantages of being in a good church where people pray is that you are automatically getting the prayer cover in your life. Your children are getting the prayer coverage in your life. And, uh, you know, a, a pastor may be praying, you know, or, you know, all, all those things. So if you are responsible, if God has entrusted any responsibility to you, you should be praying. Absolutely, you should be committed to pray. And then uh, one of the things which a church can do is prayer could have, um, a church could have prayer teams. And uh, that's why we have uh, done within our own church, we have a prayer team who, have, who actually, uh, I don't know, many people may not be aware of it, uh, they pray uh, weekly, daily, they meet together and pray. Apart from all the church meetings and all the church activities, they actually spend a lot of time uh, praying. And uh, so then there are prayer meetings which are held in the church too, where they pray for, you know, people pray for one another. So yes, um, out of all the busyness and everything, uh, we should be praying. And I, I won't just... Uh, put the responsibility just on the pastor, uh, saying that a pastor should be praying and others can just go. It should be a community where uh, everyone prays for each other and absolutely leaders must pray. Otherwise, um, the, the church or the community will spiritually die. Thank you, Pastor. Um, so Looks we're... like you're having some... Uh, coughing, Minnesota weather effect. I apologize for that. Oh, that's fine. Site. That's that's yeah, normal in this cough. weather. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's there. Yeah. No, no. Um, hopefully, nice. it gets better soon. Yep. So, um, so our last question is a two-part question. Uh, first part is, how can a person be confident that God is listening to their prayers? And then, second part, do you have any experiences in your life where uh, the prayer impacted or changed the situation? Yes. So. Um, let me, let me start by saying that uh, how can you be confident about the fact that God is listening to your prayers? First of all, you need faith. 
right? When you uh, read Hebrews chapter 11, and I want to read verse 6 to you, it says that without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we need to have the belief that God exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him, right? So uh, how can we know that, how can we be confident that God is listening? God is listening because he exists. God is there and he rewards those who seek him. Um, at the same time, I also want to remind that there could be three responses to your prayer. First response is God may say yes. I'm going to grant you what you asked. And the second thing maybe is God may say no. Um, no, uh, you don't need that. And the third response could be wait. And this is personally, uh, you know, I, I want to tell you one experience. Uh, from, my, from the time I uh, put my faith in Jesus, one thing I have prayed at times and I have seen in my life is God never gives me or, you know, and I also prayed, Lord, don't give me anything before I'm matured enough to handle that. Right. right. So a lot of times in our immaturity, just like a kid who wants to have everything. We want something. Yeah, yeah we, we, even though we grow up, but in a lot of things, we just ask God for things which we are not grown up enough to handle. Right. And in those circumstances, uh, sometimes God may not say, no, you don't need it. God may say, okay, wait, I will give you at the right time. So we need to have that confidence. Um, regarding experiences, there are many experiences. I think uh, one of the reasons why we all are alive today is because of God's grace. Um, I have experiences in my life where, you know, many years ago or, you know, when I was facing exams, I prayed and, and I, I didn't feel like I did, you know, good enough. But, you know, by God's grace, I was able to clear those exams. A job, you know, looking for a job, I've seen prayers being answered. And, um, you know, there are, there are incidents where I've seen God's miraculous hand working in finances, too. Uh, many years ago, I remember when I was uh, back in India, uh, we used to have a, a ministry where we used to go to villages and do meetings. And once we were doing a big meeting and uh, we needed some money and we were running short of like uh, almost 5,000 rupees. And I actually 4,000 rupees. And I, I remember um, I, I looked at all the sources. Uh, we, we, we found that all the sources from where we could get money is over now because everything is there. And we didn't see any way to get another 4,000. And at that time, that was a huge amount too. And uh, we trusted, we were praying, and we prayed that God uh, will uh, uh, provide that. And what happened eventually is from nowhere, you know, somebody whom... I never knew or thought actually came and gave uh, that money. And uh, so we, we, God met our needs. And so I would say uh, many times we are not seeing answered prayers because we are not praying. You know, if unless we ask, we will never see the answers. Right. So a lot of times people have generic prayers. They just generally pray and go. They don't ask specifically God anything and they don't, then they think that God doesn't answer. But I will encourage, Jesus said, ask and it shall be given to you. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Seek and you shall find. So a lot of times we don't ask even. We just generically pray and go. But I feel like, or I will say that if we have some specific uh, prayer points and we should personally pray to God and, uh, and then when God uh, gives an answer to that prayer, we will have that confidence in our own life that God is going to 
um, you know, God is a prayer answering God and then our faith will also increase and we will be able to pray. And one more thing I will just say, um, we need to grow in our prayer life also. A uh, lot of times people are still in their me mode. Uh, what is me mode is like it's all about themselves in their prayer. Uh, how matured you are in your prayer life uh, can be tested by thinking about what did you pray the last time you prayed. Uh, how much percentage of that prayer was all about you and how much percentage of that prayer was all about you and your family and how much of that percentage of the prayer was about others. So what happens is as you mature in your prayer life, the me will go away and you would have uh, the burden to pray for others. So we, we come across so many people who have needs and you know, who ask us to pray. You know, one of the um, thing I sometimes think is one of the biggest problem we will face is uh, this thing called as false promises we make. When somebody comes and tells us, uh, brother, pray for me, or, you know, uh, sister, pray for me, or, and we say, yeah, yeah, we will pray for you. And a lot of times we give this false assurance to people saying, we are praying for you, you know. But the fact is, um, how much we pray. You know, one example I will give before uh, I will stop my response here is, a lot of times we see prayer requests being shared in WhatsApp groups, right? You know, prayer requests. And um, a lot of times we may say, to comfort the other person, we are praying for you, or we pray. Uh, but the question is, did we really pray? And, and sometimes, um, personally what I do is intentionally I may not respond or do anything, but uh, take a minute and just pray for that rather than uh, saying we will do. Right? And not doing it later. Not doing yeah, it later, yeah. because that's a falsehood. Right. Right? We are lying to, God, you know, to the person and in front of God. Right. So rather than saying that, giving that false assurance, just pray. And once, you know, otherwise you, you can also be in an encouraging mode. If you're in a sincere, God will take care of you, right? That's different than saying, I will pray for you and not pray. You know, we trust that God will, you know, get you out of that situation. Right. right? That's right, different right. than saying that I, am, I, I, I will pray. And then forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I remember yeah. once, um, you know, somebody, when somebody shared something, I, I, that was very interesting. Somebody actually said, I prayed for you. Right, I prayed for you because that person took at least a few minutes or whatever and they prayed and then they are saying we prayed for you. That is different than uh, saying that, you know, I will pray for you. So that's, so sincerity is very important in our approach and uh, if, if we do that, it will be very helpful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and uh, listeners, uh, that wraps up today's episode. Uh, thank you again, Pastor, for your time. Thanks, Biju. Thank you. Um, and we're going to wrap this up today. And uh, be sure to listen to another episode. There's many more to come. And Pastor, do you have any other uh, things to wrap up? Yeah, so I, I, I encourage and I uh, pray that God will um, help everyone uh, you know, who, is, who is listening to this uh, episode that they, they will have and all of us will have a more sincere and more fruitful prayer life and we will grow in our relationship with God and we will grow in our prayer life so I pray that God will bless every one of you awesome thank you so much and this wraps up our uh, this episode thank you thank you listeners